Hello, I'm Mallory Rubin. And I'm Van Lathan. Check out the Ringerverse podcast from The Ringer for all things superhero movies, nerd culture, and fandom entertainment. We have instant reviews and fun takes on all the latest news and more available now on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, 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 that's all right. I know, I know the deal. Know Ryan, the deal. Knows, Ryan knows the deal, bro. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Righty's House on Ringer FC. I hope you're all safe and well. Today, we're going to talk about England's wonderful 4 0 win over Sweden. And my guests are Musa Kwonga and Ryan Hun. How are you guys? Very well, Dude, very well. I, feel, I didn't drink a single drop of alcohol last night and I'm hungover. Wow, you're high. I, I think I'm hungover unless you're Russo's back here. Still. You know something? Is it, is it, is it, you see with, with Alessio Russo, of course we're going to go into it, but with Alessio Russo's mm. back here. Are we going I straight can, there? Can we go straight there just because <laughs> we, we're starting? We have to, we have to. Simply right, yeah, because People, you know, I, I was getting a lot of people saying, yeah, well, she should have finished the first one. Yeah, if we're going to be ultra critical. Yeah, of course she should have. She, she was like six yards out. But it's the, imp- she, the improvisation. The go- the, you see, it, the, the goalkeeper, the goalkeeper is still thinking, right, she's going, she's going away from me. And this is what I'm talking about with the finishing, when goalkeepers are not ready, when defenders are not ready. Because in their minds, they say, right, she's running away from goal. The last thing, any of them are thinking yes. is a back heels coming. She nutmegged two people with that. And this is what I love about taking the people by surprise with what you're going to do because she should have finished the first one, but then the second one. Dude, Musa always drops this line from Avengers Endgame. And mm. this Alessia Russo back heel was definitely the same energy as something has entered the upper atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it has, it has. Like we had, uh, I think it was Holly Balling tweeted at the Stadio account asking what kind of goal it was. Like it wasn't an existential goal. It wasn't an angry mm. goal. And mm-hmm. we quote tweeted it. And I think we've come up with a new genre of goal, which is the sorry, not sorry goal. <laughs> <laughs> but because no, it's kind of disrespectful if you think about it, but then actually it's just like, well, fuck it, fuck it. No, but right. You know why? You know why it's, it's not disrespectful because she... She finished that and, and the improvisation with what she used to, to finish it was, it's got nothing to do with anything else. It's just, no, that's no, she what's said, got to She happen. said after the game, yeah. it was literally the quickest, the quickest way to get the ball from A to B. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And There's no the like instance. rainbow flicking over the goalkeeper's head and, no. and like stopping no. on the goal line and getting down and like heading it over the line. No, right. no, no. But can, can, I, can we go to the start? Yep. Let's go from the top. I was very nervous about the game. And, you know, even just quickly going back to the Spain game when we were, we were 1-0 down for such a long time and thinking about everything what the ladies have done up to this point through the, uh, the, the friendlies, the start of the tournament, um, the Austria game, all the game, how it started so, so nervously. And I think that they've started nervously in 
in all the games and even even mm. even Norway, there was a certain like obviously it started a little bit like tentatively and then they got the, the penalty. But but yesterday, I just I just felt like um again, twenty one seconds we could have been behind. Twenty one seconds. Twenty one seconds. The pressure. Do you know what it is? I think that's two so solid crew references in two consecutive podcasts. <laughs> Go on, Moose. Sorry. Well, no, 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 no. Look, I'm, I'm just sitting. I'm just thinking like the fear because the pressure is it's growing. Pressure. It's like, real. The eyes all of all of a sudden mm. because these you know players players look and they pay attention. The BBC viewing figures mm. are through the roof. They're extraordinary. Like the stadiums are wild. There's a vibe. Like even anecdotally, someone sent a tweet today and she said, um, someone I followed, she said, "Wow, it's interesting. Like being at work where." Like men are normally joking about women's football and now they're discussing it yeah. seriously. Like it's like the shift mm-hmm. and like, obviously the players are absorbing that. And I say that because only to say, and I won't name names because, you know, you don't sing people out. So interesting the other day was you had players, the England players taking routine first touches and the ball escaping them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's because the bodies were rigid. It wasn't a technical thing. It was psychological. Like the ball's coming into feet and they're taking a touch and the ball is basically going an extra foot off their foot because they're like, you see the body language. It's just like, Bro. Anxiety, like so often, mm. Sweden were just being almost waved through certain areas of the pitch. Mm. Does that make it sense? Like, and one thing you saw crucially, you saw the players bunching. You saw them bunching. You know, like in the second half, you see the players in the second half. They're playing out of the mm. corner, one, two touch, three touch triangles. That's England as we yeah. know them. In the first half, the moment they lost possession, you had three or four of them standing almost shoulder to shoulder. You know, while Sweden yes. had the ball, and I was like, "This is serious." It is, but, yeah. but what happens? Moose, I think when you say about watching players doing stuff, what you're thinking like, God, what, what are you doing? What, what, what's going mm. on? It, it reminded me of watching England against Iceland. Fascinating. I couldn't yes, figure out yeah. how players this good, uh, a, a team like England, like that, our ladies have got to this place and are still not comfortable enough in themselves to start and play their game without... Mm. It's, it's fascinating because they've got everything about them to start a game feeling very confident, very good about what they're mm. about to do. And then you're seeing like, like Lucy Bronze. Lucy Bronze, I thought, was started very erratically. Um, I think Beth Mead started very like oh, tentatively. I'm going to pass it mm. back. You know, Kira Walsh was like, Aslani was right in and amongst her. So we couldn't get the ball through hers. That's why Leah was mm. bringing it through a million. And we didn't have the, 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 the kind of, the, the fluidity that, I, we, that we show when we do start to beat teams, like Kira's allowed to get on the ball, you know, then you get Lucy's, it gets further up the pitch. Then you get Beth playing it inside and going and getting round. It just feels like it's These stutter, experienced we're players, stuttering think, at the yeah, start. It's a new level yeah. because it's a new mm. level of pressure. May I just say mm. this, actually? It's a new level of pressure because bear in mind that every single Sweden player who we looked at before the game delivered in that first 20 minutes to yes, the highest level. Do. Rolfo was extraordinary. Aslani's pressing on Walsh was outstanding. Blackstenius off the oh, shoulder. God, awesome. Movement was fantastic. So every Sweden player that we were anticipating danger from came at their highest mm-hmm. level. And then also, this is a level of pressure that an England women's team, I don't think, has faced before in terms of not necessarily the individual games and tournaments, but the wider context in terms mm-hmm. of entering the national and actually international context and consciousness. Mm-hmm. So actually, I think it's perfectly fair mm-hmm. I understand all your comments and I share all of that. And at the same time, I'm like, this is new ground, I think. When we did the Spain one, I know it was late. It felt like the, the, the vibe was a little bit down on the result. And I think I'm like way more half full on this. Because yeah, yeah. I said to Musa on the pod as well the other day on Stadio, you're rarely going to find a team that blitzes their way to the final. 
Mm. It's just you're no, not no, it doesn't find happen. It. No. no. But also think about if you actually step back from it, right? And in this game, I think this is the same thing that happened in the Spain game, in a sense that yeah, there were moments in the Spain game and then England didn't play their best. You're not always going to play your best in an international tournament, especially when no. you're playing the favourites. But in this game, I went mm. back and rewatched it this morning, was a lot of the takeaway from the first half because we were all in the moment. Does that make sense? Yeah. And actually, if you watch yes, it again in that's... isolation, there was obviously the Jakobsen chance after 20 seconds when um, Sweden came straight out. Mary Earps saves. Uh, Stina Blackstenians had those two chances. The scuff shot that Mary Earps pushed wide quite comfortably. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And then the header off the bar from the corner. But after mm. that, that was, on, that was in, what, the ninth minute? After mm. that, I think Mary Earps only makes, has to make one save one for save, the rest yeah. of the half. Yeah, the same thing kind of happened with Spain. Is that it? It felt more like it felt more mo- like it felt, it felt like oh conceding God, yeah. momentum as opposed yes. to conceding absolute clear cut chances. Mm-hmm. Sweden would kind of seem to be the more efficient at winning the ball yeah. back and breaking through, yeah. but they weren't really carving England mm. open. Or Mary Mary yeah, but, didn't have to put in like a Daphne. No, and yeah, but yeah, Ryan, it's a semi. Ryan, it's a se- Ryan, That's all right. You're saying everything correct, but it's, it's a semi final. Yeah, right? but it's a semi final. In the context it's a of semi final after yeah. weathering difficult moments against the favourites for the tournament and winning the game, and actually in the final third of that that game against Spain, there was only one side who was going to win it. In this game, this is the second ranked team in the world. The only side in the FIFA rankings that were ranked mm. higher than Sweden are the USA. Mm. England put as many goals past them as they've conceded in the last six, and they didn't mm-hmm. concede. Mm-hmm. Apart from weathering that slightly tricky period in the first 20 minutes, England were kind of fine. They were, they were superior. I think, put it this way, jo- Jonathan Liu wrote a piece for The Guardian, and, he, and I had to text him this morning to double check that this stat was mm. right. And I don't want to go full, I've drunk the Kool-Aid, yeah. He wrote a thing in uh, a stat in his piece. This was the biggest Euros semi-final win ever in the men's or women's championship, even going back to the unofficial Euros under 16s and 17s. Wow. Against wow. the second highest I mean, ranked yeah. team in the world. Yeah. Yeah, but th- yeah, but there's sorry to like do you know what this is? This is about momentum is really important to stress this because that's all correct momentum. absolutely. It's absolutely correct, Ryan. Everything you're saying is momentum. You're absolutely right. And at the same time, I think there's a thing about when you get the upper hand in a game this tight and narrow, right? Because we've seen this before. You know, we joked before and like we, we said on Stadio, like very often before a thrashing, there's a team that misses a huge yeah. chance yeah. before they get turned mm-hmm. over. And the, the challenge in this game, actually, if you look at even the opportunities that Sweden had, it's so interesting. The main opposition didn't come from Sweden. It was, it was actually from England just settling and playing their mm-hmm. own game. And the moment they played their own game and just stretched the play, there's a moment, I think, in the first half where you see a switch. And actually, this is the thing that Frank Kirby, what I loved about the Frank Kirby performance was, we've seen Frank Kirby, the magician, so often, and the soloist for Chelsea. But this, I loved as like, this like Frank Kirby, the orchestrator. You know, like, have the, like, the, long, the young Princess Leia in, like, mm. Star Wars, and she's, like, out there being a yes, badass on the yes. run. And the elder Princess Leia, who's, like, the general. This was, like, General Frank Kirby. Yeah. And the moment Frank Kirby was, like, hang on a minute, Let's regulate the play. Let's rotate the ball. And actually, nothing really flashed. Think Frank Kirby, actually, the headline will be the chip. But what I loved about what Frank Kirby did, to your point, was there was someone that had to understand. It's like game regulation. Frank Kirby realizes this. Look, Kira Walsh is getting pressed out of the game by... Um, right. by Asani, Asani, yeah, Asani. Right? It's, it's actually, you know what? This is weirdly. This is very, very similar to... Sorry to draw an analogy the men's game. I feel it's relevant. The 2018 Champions League final Real Madrid, Liverpool, the first 15 minutes, when the Liverpool press is so good that they can only use the flanks to play out because Modric and Kroos are like, don't give us the ball because these three are coming out, they're going to feed on us. 
And what they did with England was they changed the angles of how they were playing out. So Leah Williamson is playing between two yes. players. She's switching it. Uh, Millie Bright, obviously, very solid mm-hmm. defensively. Kirby and Williamson open up the passages of play. And the moment that happens, Sweden don't have an answer. You know, mm-hmm. and you're, no, yeah, sorry, does that, does that yes, make sense? Does, does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, just, 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 just to Ryan's point, you're very, I completely agree, Ryan. At the same time, it was about England just had to kind of, in those first 15, 20 minutes, just kind of reconfigure, work out how to like find the other outlets. And the moment they found those, and that was, oh, that was, the question was always this. The question is, can England find the alternative outlets to play out and play their game before they get sucker punched? The way Sweden started that game and the pressure they put on the certain mm. players to try and then put that plan into, like, into the process, mm. they, they did it. They did it. They, 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 they capitalised on, on a very nervy England to start with. Lucy Bronze giving the ball away. Lucy Bronze overcommitting herself when we haven't really got good possession in that midfield where we got taken away from us and then Steena got in and should have had a better strike. We already spoke about the first, the first one with Jacobson. But the thing about that was, is that if they execute their plan, and I'm not saying, oh God, I'm going negatively, we've, we're, we're riding our luck. Sweden came out, you know, like a boxer comes out first round and you think, yeah, it's, it's going to be a bit cagey. And bam, they just come out fucking swinging. It felt like that mm. with the way Sweden, because everybody's thinking, oh, Sweden, they're going to sit back and um, are we going to attack them? We're going to be in this, we're going to really attack them. They're going to take us on the counterattack which is what I'm sure Sweden wanted to do. And they missed their opportunities oh, I've to got do something, it. I've got something to throw Go in on. here, Ryan. Can I just say to your point as well? Something we've talked about, Ryan and I, before about Ancelotti, Carl Ancelotti in the Champions League and how he manages yeah. games. I actually think Serena Wiegman here has a very similar vibe to Ancelotti. And this is why I actually don't think uh, Russo should start. I don't think she should start. This is something I wanted to talk here's about. Here's the thing. So I'm glad Ellen White, Ellen White, this for, listen, here's the thing. They got their go-ahead goals with Ellen White there. This is the point. That happened with Ellen White there because that structure, that formation that worked. Serena Wiegman is aware, absolutely aware of every team's strength and weakness. And maybe she's just said, you know what, actually, some teams are going to start faster. France are going to be a hurricane. Do you know why? Because France have to be a hurricane because France know they haven't got Amandine Henri. They haven't got someone to manage game tempo. Sweden have to start like a hurricane. Why? Because they know the moment England starts circulating the ball, they're going to... So this is the thing. These are the tools these teams have. It's not necessarily that England starts slowly, it's that other teams have to fly out the traps because that is their plan A. England have a plan A and a plan B. England know they can absorb pressure. They're one of the few teams in the tournament that can actually absorb the France whirlwind, right? And then play their way into it. So Serena Wiegmann, her thing is almost like, look at basketball, right? The finishing 11 is not the same as the starting mm-hmm. 11. If you ask her who her best team is, she might say, well, actually it depends what phase of the game you're talking about. My best team for the first 15, 20 minutes is with Ellen White as the nine. My best team for the last 20 minutes is with Russo in that role where we have, we go from a, a front three with a fixed point to a front three that you don't know yeah, but who's going Moose. to come at you. If that yeah, makes sense. This, so just, this, this is something point, that, that we've talked sense. about yeah. a little bit last season with Thomas Tuchel mm. and Pulisic. Managers look at the starting 11 with less importance than what fans do because mm. fans see it as like a level of superiority as opposed to game management. And I think what Tuchel did a lot with Pulisic, for example, is that he realised that Christian Pulisic is way better coming on and running at yes. slightly tired defenders. And I think that's a similar thing that mm. happens with, with Russo. And with the Ancelotti thing, it's really interesting because I think I mentioned it on the last Righty's House about like hanging in games and hanging in the ties. And the reason that I'm a little bit more zen about this, like, yeah, one day someone is going to hurt you maybe. But if you actually step back and look at the squads for the whole tournament, mm. 
How many times have, has Vilda at Spain been criticised for not having a second option or a second plan? Same thing Bingo. with a lot of the other teams. And what England have, probably along the lines of like, I, th- I think France and Germany could push them, but I'm still not entirely sold or sure if anyone actually has the range and the depth of options that England have in order no to ways. deal with problems in-game. Yeah, so what Serena's really good at is mm. actually being like, mm. yeah, this isn't quite working, but we, just, we saw it with the Spain game. It was like, tournament favourites, even with the injuries, a lot of people thought they were going to win it. And Serena's just like, right, we go a goal down, we're totally in the game. And then make the changes, her uh, tiring defences, unless Russo comes on and stretches that defence apart, more than Ellen White will. But what Ellen White does allow for the early stages of the game is almost to act to a controlled pivot for Lauren Hemp and Beth yes. Mead to work around. And that can cause problems in the early game. So you know the, the thing is though, yeah, yeah. Right. But saying that, and as a striker, watching in all the games, I could see, I, I know what people say, because I'm, I'm very much, Russo should start, but then she seems to not run out of energy because I see her sometimes, she's, even when she's come on, mm. she looks like she's struggling a little bit for... She gets out of breath. You know, she looks like she gets tired. So I'm thinking, even if she started, mm. and the way I've seen Ellen White play, if Ellen White can't come on and do what she does, because... That's the thing, and it's a terrible it's, pressure to put on Russo to start exactly, a final. Yeah, but at the same time, moves. It's a terrible It's pressure. the same time, yeah, yeah. In every single game up to this point, as a striker watching Ellen, with all due respect to her, know what she brings to goals in that. The way Russo occupies and roughs them up, holds the ball, get things going, get people to come to support her. You watch the first half of games. If we can get that, that move, because as, as you get older as a striker, you know, Jesus, I'm not going to, I remember feel bad. I couldn't, I couldn't blast past him. I blasted, but he mm. kind of caught me and I realized, well, I can't take him on from here because he's too quick and he's too strong. He's too young. But the one place where I could, and I knew that I could get the half a yard on him was in the box. And that is where he was mm. fucking shitting himself. You know, he's giving it all the mouth when the ball went over the top and he was getting there and sliding it out and said, he's actually saying, old man, you, you lost the pace. He was saying that. Mm. And I remember when we got into the box and the ball was coming in and like, bam, I moved and boom, went to the near post, got half a yard, goalkeeper made a save or something. I said, you still got a lot to learn, Padawan. The fact is, <laughs> I didn't say Padawan, I'm saying it now. But what I'm saying is, is that I'm not seeing, Ellen, Ellen might not be doing the link up play properly, the running into channels mm. and that. But what you want to see is, yeah, but when she's in the box, look at her movement here. Look at how sharp she is. But here's the funny thing, actually. Can I say this on, 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 on England and what they, because obviously they went into halftime at 1-0 mm. and then we saw this attacking festival in the second half. A lovely symmetry between the first and second goals. Beth Mead assisted by Lucy Bronze. Lucy Bronze assisted by Beth Mead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's almost like a mini redemption tour because the first 15 minutes, it's a bit difficult for those mini players in particular. Tour. Struggling to find their rhythm, Mead and Bronze, mm. struggling to find their rhythm and then like, it was actually quite poetic that those two in particular combined yeah. for that mm-hmm. goal because they were both players who England were looking to, who maybe were like, not startled by the intensity because, you know, it's a semi-final. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're at, you know, they, they played big games before. I think almost like just finding their rhythm. You know, like we mentioned, like Daniel van der Nog didn't quite find a rhythm against mm-hmm. France. And I felt like those two struggled to find their rhythm and they both, the moment they locked in, it was funny, it's the first time Rolfo lost the bronze. Rolfo doesn't come close, doesn't come tight. And, you know, the left back, you know, we know that Rolfo can play left mm-hmm. back and she was standing off like, and I don't think she tracked back into the box. And there, certainly that Sweden left back wasn't on, wasn't on bronze and they just gave her, what, like 10 yards absolutely, of space to cross, yeah. which is absolutely just virtually criminal. Yeah. You know, when you look at it and, and the, the timing of the goals and how it changes, mm. 
People don't realise yes. that, you know, in, a, in, a, in games, how important that is because you've gone through a couple of... I'm sure I've spoken about this on the house before. You go through and you miss chances. Something happens in your team where you think, oh, fucking hell, we've done all the preparation. This is exactly what the boss said to do. And we've missed the fucking chance. You're na you, you naturally go into a negative state. You can't help mm. yourself because you think, oh, fuck, that's where we needed to score. So then what happens is England, who are not playing particularly well at the time, then break on Sweden like we know they can, down the flanks. Mm. Lauren Emp crosses first, like I say, goes all the way through to the... Then we score. All of a sudden, if you're Sweden, you're like, oh, fucking hell. This is exactly what we don't want to happen. Okay, let's stay in it. England still, after that, guys, they still didn't really get it going to the point where, okay, yes, I can see it now. They got through the half. Sweden still had chances. They still could get themselves going. They were still breaking through our midfield. And then to score in the second half, when we did again, it's like a fucking double whammy of like, oh, not again. It's like you're finished as a player. Especially Sweden, knowing yes, that they're not a team that scores exactly, a huge amount of Moose. open play. That was their fear. They were like, we have to get, because I think in your minds, there's a thing you're planning for. For example, like Wiegmann. The reason Wiegmann, I think, brings in Rousseau is because she starts a big game planning for potentially two hours of football, mm. right? Because it's a semi-final. So you're planning for who can I introduce to different stages? How can I introduce intensity? Which is a good argument, obviously, for keeping Rousseau and Kelly, who we've barely seen mm. in the context of her quality for this tournament. And the same way, if you look at like Sweden and how they're coaching that, it's like, are we really going to get more than two goals against mm -hmm. this team? And maybe like, is one of those goals going to be an open play? Mm -hmm. Maybe max two from open play? Oh, that's really interesting. Sweden had 1.69 XG. And I think 1.04 mm. of that was from set plays. And that was really similar. That was really exactly, similar to exactly. Spain. So if you actually yeah. think about it, teams who are known for playing football mm. actually created better mm. opportunities against England from dead ball situations than they did from open play. Yeah. Bingo. Exactly. Yeah. Like you were saying, going back into the second half and, and the way that like England pulled away from them, you obviously had the Alessia Russo goal, which I wanted to talk about because I, I messaged Ian when he was on TV being like, we need to talk about this thing Kira Walsh did. I'm putting it here just so as a reminder for tomorrow. Right. But you know, like there's a bit that she does for the goal, right? Where she does that little kind of pirouette and then plays a through yes. ball. Yes. But there's a thing she does just before that, which I think is a really interesting example of how she still manages to find spaces in games where she's being targeted. And yeah. she does this. It's a really, like, it's a really nondescript, under the radar, probably 99% of people might not even notice it. But I saw it and kind of went, I kind of just nodded. I did the like the, uh, the Robert Redford nod. <laughs> I just sent that tweet to yeah. someone. I literally just sent that to somebody. <laughs> because she does this thing where the ball comes across and she does this slight shoulder drop as she turns mm. and gets herself an extra yard and a half than if she just touched the, like, controlled the ball square. And it's so subtle. Mm. It's not like the pirouette and the through ball that she did for the goal. But actually, in terms of creating the, the conditions for that move to happen, it's just as important because it happens three or four passes before the execution. Yes. I love that you mentioned this. Some, someone said that Meza Ozil, the reason he's always in space is because he throws fakes before yeah, he's yeah, in yeah. possession. This is the thing. Mm -hmm. like, and, and I thought throughout the whole game, like she played a one-touch cross-field pass in the first half where the ball came across mm. her body. It was in the kind of like, right eight position yeah and she whipped, she whipped it, whipped it first. Left. yes and the, Brian like uh, and Laura Benkart the Bayern keeper was on zone commentary in Germany and she just went oh like straight yes. away she was just like wow <laughs> you know what I do love about Kira Walsh as well Ryan it's funny because I've just done a bit for BBC TV and 
There's a little girl who was right. on who's asking about. You have to flex sometimes. <laughs> You know, and, yeah, wow, and you have wow. to flex. All the right house was, crew, the on, the, all the right house crew <laughs> on the fucking on the beam this morning. <laughs> on the beam this morning. But like, she asked, she asked about um, the, the, the the presenter said, "What advice can I give her?" And I said, "Well, what position do you play?" And I said, "You know what? You, I said to her, you need to know what you're going to do before the ball comes to you. So you need to look around, look around what's happening. So when the ball comes, you've already got the picture, and you know, well, now that I've got, now that I've had a look, I'm going to pass it over there." And I was saying to her, watch Kira Walsh. And what I love with someone like Kira Walsh is like, we know, well, I know for a fact, and I, I believe it's a fact that if you can close her down and keep mm. her quiet in the game, we are going to struggle. You have to, obviously you have to do the same. You have to find a way of stopping Leah Williams from running through with it as well. But we're going to struggle. But what I love about if she gets half a yard, she fucking hurts you. That yes. is what I love about yes. not being able to tie her down. But this that is the is thing. What, I don't think. Mean, I don't yeah. think there are many teams in the world, bar maybe the US, when they're absolutely at their peak, that can lock someone like Kira Walsh down for like ninety minutes. It was like when people, you know, when you say, "Oh, if you can keep this person quiet and this person quiet yeah. and this person quiet," but keeping that person quiet yeah, for, for ninety, 90 minutes, minutes, yeah, yeah, for, yeah. When, yeah and, for and as we've minutes. talked about, when the when the tournament gets to this point and the good teams narrow and they come together and it's mm, like mm. the margins are smaller, yeah, it might only be that. 15 seconds that you switch off, which actually what happened for the third goal, to be honest, because she yes, didn't get a lot of yes. time and space and she was still, I felt, really getting on the ball quite a lot in that first half yes. and, the sec and the early stages of the second yeah. half. She knew she couldn't take the risks she wanted because Aslani was yes. on it. But it wasn't that she was poor. It was more like, okay, do you know what? Like, you know, we've seen it in football before, those, those huge games. They're coming at me in mm. numbers. I'm drawing coverage. Let's see where else the spaces mm. are. I think that was the key. And there were spaces elsewhere. I think there was some really, really brave passing out from the back really yeah, brave like yeah. bold high tempo yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and actually i think they, they deserve a lot of credit for that in yeah. the middle because what kira walsh seems spectacular to do yeah. was just keep it super simple and only really like put yeah, the foot yeah. on the gas when she needed to because yes. i think that happens a lot when you're in center midfield it's like something musa said uh, right like when you were talking about what's mm. it like playing center midfield and and musa said like he played there once for a mm. game after being a striker for a long time and it's one of the things that will always stick in my head where it's like Playing centre midfield is like trying to land a plane while also directing aircraft traffic control. You know, it's like you have to be that aware. And actually, if you go and watch like Kira Walsh videos, there'll be like mm. compilations of her stuff. Just the amount of times that she just checks her shoulders. And that's why that, that little moment of just like most players would just take the ball square and mm. then figure out what to do. Even, even really, really elite players, but she does this like slightly over elaborate move to get herself an extra yard and a half and that ends up leading to to the move that creates the Alessia Russo goal which by the way mischievous Rye believes that she missed on purpose just so she could do that so she could do <laughs> can I just say just quickly going back to your point about looking around you speak to Glenn Hoddle who like I remember speaking to Glenn Hoddle about when he was younger right about what what he was like when he was younger and he said he remembers right and it's just fucking beautiful when he was young, they used to go into the gym to watch the old players. And he was a youth team player at the time. And he says, the one thing he noticed more than anything else when he was that age, I think he must have been 11, was Jimmy Greaves in the was just constantly looking around. Just constantly looking around. Bam, 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 mm. bam, bam. I said, can that be taught? He said, absolutely, that can be taught. Absolutely. Yes. Because if you watch Glenn Hoddle, right, you think that that's just natural. Someone like Paul Scholes, just natural. 
But like, if you can give any midfielder one thing who's, who's going to play in the midfield, and this is why sometimes you see centre-halves centre step in there, Moose, you see forwards step back in there. If you're not ready, if you're not doing that, you think you've got a lot more time because playing as a striker, there's a different kind of amount of time you get. Playing as a defender, yes. a, a centre-half who who's, who's gets the ball a lot to pass it square, you get a different kind of amount of time. Playing in midfield, you're not getting the time. So if you are not one of those players who's looking around before you're getting ready to find out where your next pass is going to be, close down and you are going to lose the ball. What I love about Kira Walsh is, it's like, okay, you're not going to pass me. So if it comes in, I'll just pop it straight back off. No problem. Mm. I'll just pop it straight back off one touch. You know, but what I liked about what Sweden were doing to us yesterday, which I'm just, I can't understand how people have not identified more with, more about us, I should say, is our left side at the back. Leah Williams. Oh my God, I was going to mention, I was yeah. going to mention this. Exactly. Honestly, so funny. Yeah, yeah. So Rachel, Rachel Daly, Daly yeah. at the left and Leah Williamson on the left. Now, for me, I'm not saying that, it's, it's, um, that they're a weakness, but there is a weakness in the fact that them two as right footers playing on the left side is a weakness. It's a weakness simply because if you can, what they were doing, they were funneling everything. So they wanted the ball to go to yes. Leah over that side. And if you watch when it went to Rachel Daly over that side, they, they close down over on Lucy Bronze like they're trying to force it back inwards. And that's what happens yes. when you're not left-footed. You can't get it, open up, whip, and bang it straight into someone like Lauren Hemp because the time is gone. Because by the time yes. they, they touch it to get ready to get themselves set to do what they're going to do, they've shifted over because that's what they want to do. Because that's a weakness from our point of view. We cannot move the ball quick enough from our left-hand side centre-half and left-back to get, us, get it into our Lauren Hemp, who's one of our most dangerous players. And that is something I worry about alongside them trying to close down Akira Walsh, which we know she can deal with it. But I think at the level that we're going into next with France and Germany, I think they'll recognise that. And it's going to be interesting to see what they do about that. What I love, actually, and it's funny, you look at the Germany press, it actually matches up. I think Germany are the more dangerous team of the two, only because... Actually, I think the Germany midfield allows them to maintain that tempo and that pressing for a longer period. And it's funny because you look at someone like Magul, Magul matches up directly with the, Frank, the flank you've talked about. What was so impressive about, um, I thought, Rachel Daly in a particular sense was knowing that the onslaught was coming, keeping it simple and realising, you know what, I'm not going to have a party mm -hmm. today. Like, I don't think she really started playing with, um, not freedom, not to disrespect, but I think yeah, playing with a certain freedom. There was very, very disciplined in the first the first 45 minutes to an hour, mm. it was almost like, I've got to keep a clamp on this. And then the triangles start appearing. Then she starts playing out. Never really got full and buoyant because I think it's one of those nights she realized we're not going to get the space we need to play the attacking mm -hmm. game. So this is, what was fascinating about this game was we saw excellent players for England in slightly different guises. So I mentioned Fran mm. Kirby, normally the magician, but this time being the kind of the regulator. And we saw Rachel Daly like playing it safe because, you know, she wasn't brought into this team to play it safe. She was brought into as her greatest strength, well, she can play left back, of course, but she's someone who gives you so much as an attacker. What I loved about this performance, to be honest, was the discipline. Because ultimately, like, for all of that, Sweden still didn't no. score. This is I the mean, thing. She, they still didn't score. I like the way Georgia Stanway just yeah. went under yeah. the radar, but just kind of done this, this yeah. just done a very, very good job, right? That's a man, it's jazz. It's really jazz, well. man. Like, you yeah. can't <laughs> always have a saxophone solo. Sometimes <laughs> the guy on keys has got to take over, man. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's Let's mention something on the Rachel Daly thing. Go on. 
couple of points. The, the left-sided thing or being a right-footer is interesting. Something I wanted to touch on. But also, mm-hmm. first of all, I just think she deserves a huge amount of credit for the performance that she put in against yes. Sweden because she had a really difficult night against yes. Spain. And she was so good. But on the right-hand mm-hmm. right thing, sorry, quickly, mm-hmm. I think that's a really interesting point you raised. And I was thinking about this because if you look at the, the kind of runs that Lauren Hemp likes to make, mm-hmm. she's not really a winger who loves to, like, she doesn't really love chalk on her boots. Do you know what I mean? comes the inside one that not, she loves yeah. to make is that kind of like in, either in between the left back and the le- uh, sorry the right back and the right centre back or mm-hmm. around the back of the right back cutting in on goal and what was really interesting was that a couple of times England made that they got they had that out ball against Spain and it came mm. from like either Rachel Daly making that right handed uh, sorry right footed mm. pass in between the two the two defenders and Lauren yeah. Hemp cutting onto or it means that like Frank Kirby drops into the pocket so you actually have the out ball for the right footed left back if that makes mm-hmm. sense mm-hmm. Yes. so the yes, yes. even though you, a lot of teams ideally want that balance of having a left mm. left footed centre back in the left yeah. centre back role when you have certain patterns of play that become almost automatic it kind mm. of offsets that that weakness. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you know, it's, yes, it's, yes. You know, it's all about yeah, combinations. Yeah, I like that, right? It's all about combinations. And once mm. England found their combinations, it was great. I, I must say with Hemp, I really wish she'd got that that third. Yeah, the one, I, yeah. I, I, just, I just felt, you know, you know, like there's tournaments where you're watching like that player needs a goal just for, mm-hmm. not necessarily a goal in general, but just a goal at this stage just to the kind of like give them that the defining thing. Like, like for example, Russo getting that goal I think is wonderful because there will be a clamour for the start. But I think there's a kind of I think Serena Vegan kind of enjoys sticking yeah, to she her plan. She doesn't make I, that I, goal in the sixth minute. No, like, exactly. I'm sorry. That space doesn't mean? exist. That space no, doesn't exist. Exactly. And that's, yeah. that's because people at LM1 have created that space. They've dragged them out of position. And it's mm-hmm. also, it's demoralizing. Because here's the thing. We can talk about Russo's goal all we like. I think we should, we are not the Sweden players who had to look at the bench and see Russo coming on. Mm. That is a thing. And, th- th- you know, the psychological weapon of bringing on a game changer as opposed to one starting, right? You look at, I mean, I was reading, I mean, I'm still reading, I started reading War and Peace many, many years ago, and I'm still oh reading it because, Maybe, here's, on, here's my go? point. <laughs> Napoleon, if you read War and Peace, Napoleon does not appear the first couple of hundred pages, and you know, here's the thing, mm. all you have is like 200 pages of the Russians <clears throat> terrified of him. The Russian middle class going, Napoleon's coming. You don't see Napoleon for the first like 200 pages, <laughs> right? And when he finally tines up, like everyone is running, everyone is Can scattering. I- can I can I use a can I use a different? Um, no, I'm sorry, the, the thought in my head was just like a load of people being like, "Start Napoleon, start Napoleon, <laughs> start Napoleon." Yeah, but you know what I would have put used? Him up top, put him up top. You know the analogy I would have used, Moose, is like I remember watching the, the film, the, the film Predator for the first time. Yes. No, remember like we didn't yes. see we didn't see the fucking we didn't see the Predator till halfway through the fucking film. You see the yeah. vision. You see the vision, Ian. You see I, it. I see it. This, this is what I'm saying. I'm saying yeah, I get the Napoleon one, but I'm saying. You know, I remember watching fucking Predator and I was saying, when are we going to see this fucking monster? What he looks like, he's ripping people to fucking bits. <laughs> what does he look like? And then they made him invisible and then we think, oh, and then all of a sudden you see him and you go, oh my God, it's amazing. That is, that is, I, I get it. Can I I get it? What you know what saying? Serena's teaching us? She's actually teaching what? us as a nation a lesson in delayed gratification. She's <laughs> telling us, England, delay your <laughs> gratification. <laughs> oh, we want, no, no, you can't have Russo now. But you know something, it's, it's, there's, there's something about, um, like I was really, like I say, after Spain, when mm. we were losing against Spain right. and it was going deep, I'm thinking, I can't see it. I can't see it. I, I, if we lose this game, there's going to be, let's, 
it's too much to lose. I'm not trying to put pressure on the on the ladies mm. and what they're doing. Home na- like home like tournament and everything, but to do what we've done against Norway, to go through against, like Austria, who were who was a very a decent they're side. Tough, Obviously, man. tough side. Northern Ireland, low block. We dealt with that. Spain possession. You know, again, like Sweden, we've dealt with everybody. Sweden counter attack, and I'm thinking we've done so much in this in this tournament. The team togetherness. Mm. Okay, that's the first eleven. But I know I'm coming on. I've got a, a, a role to play. The camaraderie, the togetherness. I think if we lost against Spain, I was I, while I was watching it, I was so fucking nervous because I said, "There's too much to lose here." Mm. You know, it's too much to lose because if we lose that, then all the soothsayers and all the negative Nellies and everybody. And saying, yeah, I fucking knew. How are you going to beat someone 8 0 in a tournament? Not realizing the significance the of, the, what, of the levels of what we've done to, to a Norway, what we've done to 70,000 home tournament at Old Trafford, getting that done, you know, beating Spain coming back, beating Sweden yesterday, the second ranked team in the world. I'm thinking to myself, as it's going, guys, I'm thinking, there's so fucking much on the line. Now, I believe just getting to the final. I, f- I believe they've won and people say, oh, here we go. I believe they've won because of what they've had to get through, go through, sorry, get where they are. And they deserve to be here because mm. everything what they've done with everything I was saying on the telly this morning about the mums, the dads, the brothers, the uncles, the aunts, the, the previous had, England coaches. Ed, the pre- yes, yes. Hope everything, Hope Power, what Hope Power would have gone through. Yeah. The foundational elements. The found- yeah. 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 Everything what's happened I'm start, while I'm sitting there getting ready to do the summing up, just in case we did lose, I was getting more, you know, maybe going too deep into it. I don't know, guys, you could tell me. Uh, the negativity of what would come from us not getting to the final. I don't, I don't know, right, guys. I don't know. What's it? That's why it's hard to start fast. Because they're carrying that. This is the thing. These, these players are carrying. The, the infrastructure that, that football, women's football has had in England, right, and what they've built so quickly, the WSL, all the investment coming in, uh, for Barclays, all the rest of it, the attention, all of this has happened. If you look at the relative speed of the acceleration of the rise, it's so fast, right? Mm. But there's part of these players that can remember, like less than a generation ago, people that couldn't make a living out of this still can't in the WSL. Beth Fisher sent an amazing tweet about this. Like many players in WSL still can't, you know, mm. earn more than like, you know, 20K a year, or no, all oh, of yes, that. Like, 25, yeah. All, all, all that, incredible. So the speed of this, so it means so much. It means almost too much and it's funny because on the field weirdly enough this team reminds me like little other than the germany 2014 right the world cup men's team where you had that team it solved so many problems throughout the tournament they had super tight games where the teams that matched up against them were good enough to beat them but didn't like i always talk about the germany algeria game ryan don't i like the ultimate matchup and they navigated that problem England have had huge wins narrow wins against a variety of obstacles and they found solutions and the great the great teams solve problems and you can say this the this england team has solved more problems yes, than yeah. any other team the, than any, any other team in the tournament so far it's against solved a greater really, variety really Thank really you. really good football teams and against elite attacks it has solved a higher number of problems and a variety of problems than any other team regardless of whether they win in the final or not so i just want to sort of jump in and say that in relation to what this game means and i think the wider significance of what England have achieved. I love that on the BBC you went and you used that moment. I'm going to embarrass you here because you can't take yeah, that. Man. That thing you said uh-huh. about legacy. Mm. There needs to be a legacy. You know, not like with the Olympics where we didn't yeah. do more. We didn't get more yeah. working class people into sport. We didn't build that engagement. Mm. What are we going to do 
for women and girls in football mm. in England. And the fact that you made that the conversation at that time, whenever it was in the euphoria, yeah. I think that was the most, I, I appreciate you. That was your Kira Walsh moment. Mm. <laughs> everyone was, everyone was going wild, but you were like, you put your foot on the ball and you were like, okay, let's build the attack. Because Moose, it has to be. Otherwise, yeah. otherwise, again, it just comes down to fluff and people just posturing. For them to be on the pitch performing, going through mm. all those different various ways of trying to find a way to win, all the heartache, all the pro all the, the pain that they've been through to get to here, for it to now not get the backing and the fact that we need young girls, not 63% of them, who may get PE. Like I, I put like I put it out yesterday. You, could, you can imagine some of the comments that came back. Of oh, course. he's just yeah, but, fucking but, shit. Hey, listen, in the words of Robert De Niro, fuck him. Fuck him, exactly. Because <laughs> you're saying you, you can still, girls can still go to school and you, you, can, you can't get it. People saying 63%. It should be 100%. Simple. Mm. It should Access. be 100%, right? And so I, I try to, because what can happen sometimes is that we can get, we can run, a, get, get like caught up in the, the clapping and, and you know, yeah, yeah. The, you know we, we, we've got to fucking stop and say, no, no. They've no been through two, yes, fuck yeah. that the gesture stuff. It should never be this hard again. No, it should, it should never, never be this hard no. again. And oh, what they're never. doing, they, these, this generation of women who, you look back, you know, you see Helen White yesterday in fucking tears, right? Mm. Yeah, what it means And to because them. what it means to them, because they've done that work now, it's not them to do that. It's for people now in those offices and that to say, right, we need to do this because they've done the work. It's already been done. There's too many women out there in their, in their 50s and 60s and whatever who could not play. They couldn't yes. even play. Quick reminder that the FA banned women's football for 50 years. 50 years, thank you. 50 years. 50 someone said, someone years. said the best. Someone said, imagine where we'd be. Imagine where hey, we'd we be. Did not just if on as it. a society. We did the what if on it on yeah. Sadio. Yeah, look how quickly these generations, you know, obviously not just this one, but the one before, you know, Kelly Smith, Rachel Yankee, that generation too. The speed at which they have changed perception. And I hate that they've had to change perception. Yes. I hate, I hate the fact that they could beat Norway 8-0 and people could look, oh, not a serious tournament. And Germany can beat a whole Brazil 7-1 in the men's semi-final, and no one goes, football, men's football's not a serious sport. Yeah, but you like, know why? It's because yeah. it's like some people are just never, they just, they've, they've, they've put their flag in the sand and they're trying to like reshape the fucking ocean. Do you know what I mean? As opposed mm -hmm. to moving the flag. Absolutely. When they done the figures of how many people are watching, I'm, I'm done. I don't need to hear anything else. I don't need to because I know that there's people out there that want it. Yeah. Um, can we wrap up? Back to the back. Can, can we talk about some silly stuff? Because yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. we need to talk on, about yes. some yes. silly stuff. Well, first of all, Frank Kirby's chip, which well, that was such a 4-0 goal. It was like, mm. oh, yeah. fuck, really and you know, it just got one. caught under her feet a bit because yeah, she was exactly. going pretty quick. For that chip, for that chip to go up and dink over, yes. the ball would need to be going, she would need to be going slower and the ball would need to be slowing down. It was still very quick and that's why she didn't get the trajectory on it. Mm. Lindahl's problem, I think, was you have an early blow to the confidence um, in that game and it's hard to get it back because you're spending so much time out of possession without a time to redeem yourself. And she's looking up ahead, you look at the Sweden team and really, as Ryan quite rightly says, after the sort of the first 20 minutes, they don't look that dangerous because, and as, as a friend of mine, Zan, we were talking in the chat, he said, my God, this England team, they just keep going and going. What did They're I like, say oh, in the writer's house group? Because I, I saw a lot of the chatter in the first half and I was just like, I'm going to leave that. And then when I think the third <laughs> one went in, I just chimed in. I was just like, and you lot were worried. <laughs> I, genuinely was, I genuinely was. And I say this, England were like a, they're like a whitewater rapid 
<laughs> like once you go under, it's very, very hard. We talk about, to get back on top, and we talk about like other teams, and it's something we, we're guilty of maybe as, as football fans of England. We look at, oh my God, that team, once they get control, we can't get mm. it back. Well, actually, how about how hard it is to regain control once England have gained, said, right, gained control? In the yeah. There is an absolute skill at navigating difficult moments and coming out on top. And like I say, right. in the last two games against really, really good opposition, they yep. navigated difficult did periods it. in the game. And at the end of the game, there was only one team who was going to win it, and that was England. Against Spain as well, in normal time, there was towards the end, there was only one team that looked like winning mm -hmm. it, and in extra time, there was only one team that yeah. looked like winning That's it. That's Serena. Serena. And after Serena, man. Yeah. And, after about, and after about half an hour or so, definitely after half time, there was only one team that looked like they were going to win yeah. this game. Without question. And yeah. Yeah. Like, let's quickly wrap up on this, unless your okay. resource back here, because we've talked about it, and it was unbelievable. <laughs> but, but the best thing about it was that it broke Flo Lloyd Hughes. <laughs> if you haven't checked it go to the studs twitter or instagram they posted uh, the video they were all at the game i love flow in this vibe did you see did you see the, the, the flow is my did you favorite see? chaos flow the is the greatest she's the greatest she's yeah. a superhero that picture that picture out just waiting out in the car in the, in in the, the car, car park car, fucking the energy look at that so that's probably when sweden were in trouble if we're gonna like really look at the overall yeah, I think that, the, is the, that, that when that it energy, started? When they saw right. the energy. You know, if we're going to break it, <laughs> yeah. I, can we? Can I bring it down? Can I break it down? Like break it down. When when, when certain pundits entered the ecosystem, mm. when, when you and like and Alex Scott, incredible job on the punditry by Alex Scott, by the way, just yes. wonderful, really yeah. punchy, precise, very emotional it. all the way through as well. Very when emotional, people, emotional, but then coming with the analysis, mm. yeah, coming with that with the hardcore. Listen, the levels the, when, when certain pundits were entering with certain fits. We saw you with the chairman of Crazy. We yeah, saw, yeah, we saw like, yeah, oh, listen, listen. you. Were you were chairman of the board that night, man. And then, but when, <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I saw that energy from Flo entering the stadium with her friends, I was like, hey, man, Sweden. This summer's happened. They, they, got, they have no man. chance. No chance, guys. So England are through to the final. Yes. Yeah. and Have we missed anything? I don't think so. Well, probably we should have mentioned France or Germany. Well, Moose and I, Moose and I are going to do a quick bonus do pod after the game. Well, what I would say, well, the only thing I would say on it is that between the, the three teams, they can all beat each other. Mm, all yes. that, they've, all, they've all done what I've seen all of them do. I've seen France miss chances. I've seen France not do, and then, then, then end up still winning. I've seen Germany do the same, and I've seen England do it. It's fucking brilliantly poised. And Serena's got them so well drilled in any, anything that they're going to come up against in respects of systems that it's all a case of making sure that they, they, they keep it tight for the time they keep it tight, however long that's got to be. Like they, they had to go deep with Spain. But what those teams will have to realise is that when England do keep it tight and then they start, you're going to be in trouble. I love, I love that, that we've, we've been able to show them, right, okay, you lot have not done what we thought you would have done. We've done exactly what our culture's told us to do and now our time's come. So good night. Close the door and turn the light off. I'd like to wrap up on a stat. Go on then. Serena Wiegmann. She has won 17 and drawn two of her 19 games in charge of England. And in those 19 games, England have a goal difference mm. of plus 100. <laughs> and they've conceded four. Well, you've got to do what you've got to do. And her touchline get up is so incredibly on point. She's, uh, we've got the Stadios coming up at the end of the year. And, she's, uh, she's way up there, man. Casey Stone, the year award. Yeah. She's the, up for a couple of awards, to be honest. She's, she's in trouble. She's probably, in trouble. Can I say, she's, Serena Wiegmann and the way she is and the way she's handled this, 
whether or not she's won it or not or anything, which has obviously got some something to do with it. I don't think I've seen a manager or a coach this in control without you thinking, oh, look, we've just seen a crack. She is in total control. I've never seen someone so cool and calm. She is a she's fucking a, ridiculously she's a, serious fucking football G, brain. Absolute done. Oh, one thing I wanted to say was someone tweeted at me. I quote tweeted it saying that it was their first time at Bramall Lane and they referred to it as the Sean Bean Abayo. <laughs> I loved it. I was trying to read it. I couldn't read. I was like, A-B-U. A-B-U. So I couldn't get it right. And it's, that's Sean what it is. Sean is fucking amazing. Sean Bean Abayo. Fucking lyric. Twitter Twitter was out of control. Twitter was brilliant. out of control. Sean Bean Abayo. It was yeah, but those are the times, right, when you realise that this is what Twitter was meant to be. It's, it's games mm. like, like yesterday. Yeah. Everybody was just fucking on top form. It was amazing. It was, fucking it was so fun. And there were amazing memes. Everything was amazing. Brilliant it's stuff. a good time. Well, it's a, it's, and just, we'll talk about it more after the final and stuff and after the semi, the other semi-final, I'm sure. But just like, this tournament's been mega. It's been it's so good. good. Listen, guys, it's time. Time has time. come. Time has come to leave. Can I say goodbye? You can say goodbye. Adios. Farewell. Sean Bain of BU. Sean Bain of BU. Sean Bina, baby. I've got to fucking try and get that in. I'm getting that in. Listen, guys, thanks a lot. See you soon. See you soon, man. Much love to Love See you guys. Soon. Love you, man. Okay, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much, Musa Kwanga. Thank you very much, Ryan Hun. Um, you know what? Can I just say thank you very much? England, you dare to dream. I'm dreaming. It's coming home. See you next week.